All right. Thanks, Jake. Good to see you out there. Hey, guys. Man, hey, I, I hate to interrupt. I hate to interrupt. Um, but let's talk for just a few minutes, and then we'll eat, and then, then we'll do this again, okay? Sound good? All right, so can I have your attention for just a couple? All right. Hey, I won't see you guys before, like, on Thanksgiving Day, so let me be the first, or however many now, to tell you happy Thanksgiving. Um, happy, oh, guys, thank you so much. Um, hey, we were just, they, hey, well, now we're talking. Uh, we were just singing this song of Great is Thy Faithfulness. And I was sitting here or standing there and I was just thinking, man, I'm, I'm thankful to the Lord for so many things. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for my relationship with him. I'm thankful for this church. And, and I sat and, or I stood and I watched you worship. I'm thankful for you guys. I'm thankful for your families. I saw young babies and, and moms and dads holding babies. I saw uh, little, little daughters with their legs wrapped around their daddy just, just loving on them. And I, and I know there's, there's uh, people in here who are getting ready to have babies. And I'm just excited for you. And then I saw, uh, I was thankful for our older generation too of men and women who have been faithful over the ages because they have a faithful God who's been faithful to them. Uh, and so I'm just thankful for the little ones all the way up to the, the big one. So um, that's a little bit of my heart this morning. Uh, so thankful uh, that you guys are here this morning. Um, I have a few announcements um, to go. Would anybody just yell out announcements? Yeah, yeah. announcements. Here we go. Okay, so shoe boxes are, were due this morning and they're here, right? Uh, but if you happen to forget one, uh, Maris, God bless her, is going to be here from 3 o'clock to 7.30. Uh, tonight to receive any of those boxes if you happen to forget them this morning. Um, or if you said, I haven't had time throughout the week um, to do these boxes, um, you can run and you can do it and you can bring them in. Or if you don't even have the time to run and do a box, you can do one online too if you just go to Samaritan's Purse and you can actually shop online and fill up the box from your house. Uh, so that's an option too. All right, if you um, have already put up your Christmas lights and your trees and all that, first of all, shame on you. Um, for, for doing that. Um, but it is festive, and uh, the Lord does forgive, and there is grace for that. Uh, but Christmas is coming. And so as uh, a staff and as a team here at Riverview, um, we love Christmas because we know what it means. There's an advent of our, the, the, the coming of our Savior, and then we're waiting for another advent um, of when he's going to come again. Uh, and so we love to celebrate the entire month of December and celebrate Jesus, his birth, and uh, what we're waiting for for eternity as well. Uh, and so that's coming up. But one of the things that uh, we do is we get the Christmas schedule out pretty early. Um, so I want you to know on your calendars, if you're writing and you're hoping, uh, hey, we're doing a Christmas Eve service, we are. And so 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock, we are going to do Christmas Eve, a thrill of hope. And it's going to be fantastic uh, in here, and we're going to celebrate together. Uh, so go ahead and mark on your calendar which service you're going to go to. Start planning for that and prepping all the meals and everything that you got to do outside of that with your families. Um, and then come and worship uh, the Savior with us on that day. And then uh, with Christmas Eve, um, part of our uh, service that evening is we're going to have a, a fantastic and beautiful dance. Um, but we need some dancers uh, to be a part of that, young, young ladies or even young men, if you'd like to jump in and be a part of that. Um, so <laughs> I, saw, I saw a guy like, yes, I'm in. Um, uh, so if, if you like to dance, you know how to dance, we would love to have you to, um, to be a part of the end, uh, the kind of the crescendo of our night. 
uh, on Christmas Eve. So um, talk with me um, or talk with Kelsey Yule um, and uh, uh, Rebecca Who. Those, those would be a great contact, and uh, we'll, we'll get you plugged in to be a part of that. Uh, so if you dance, um, let us know. As you are already aware, moms and dads, there's no kids' life uh, today because we're just going to celebrate uh, here together before we go out and eat. But there is nursery, so if you have a little one um, who's kind of acting up and you, and you say, hey, I just want to um, have a breather for a minute, you can take uh, him or her over to the nursery, and there's some uh, lovely people over there who will help take care of, of your child. Um, I think that, oh, and there's activity sheets in the back. If you have little ones who are going to stay in and want to color and whatnot, um, there's some activity sheets, so you can just feel free to go back there and grab them um, uh, or let your children go back there and grab them as well, and then they can uh, kind of focus in on that. Anything else? We forgetting anything, guys, before we start diving in? Okay, let's pray for these boxes. These boxes are getting ready to head all around the world. And there's going to be little boys and little girls who are going to hear about Jesus potentially for the first time and maybe even make a decision uh, to trust Jesus and be a part of his family forever. So um, would you pray with me over these? So, Father, we're thankful for um, the families, the men and women uh, who packed all these boxes and ones that we can't see. Um, Each one of these boxes represents a child. I'm a child that you've created, a child that you love, and you desperately want to have an eternity with you. But it's based on them hearing about you and making a decision for you. And with these boxes, there's an opportunity. And so, Father, I pray for the kids and the families that are going to get one of these boxes that exactly what they needed is going to be inside of this box. I pray, Father, that hearts will be changed, lives will be changed as a result of these. Um, I, I pray that um, relationships with you would start. And Father, I, I, we were praying as a family last night over these uh, boxes and uh, just thinking about the widow uh, of Zarephath and how every time that she went to the cupboard, you promised that there would be oil and flour there. I pray that as the kids open up these boxes that they might have an experience like that, that they open it up and it's just endless. They keep reaching in and pulling out and reaching in and pulling out and reaching in and pulling out and everything is a blessing in their life that points them to you. And so we pray for these boxes. We pray for the kids and pray for uh, your spirit just to move wherever they land in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, um, oh, I I forgot like, if, if you want to give, there are giving options uh, online. There's giving options um, that you can scan on your phone. Um, you can give in those boxes in the back. Um, guys, we're not controlled by money. Uh, the Lord does what he wants with the money, and so we give it to him and say, Lord, use it and take it across uh, Ashland and to the ends of the earth, okay? So there it is. Now, let's, uh, let's move into what we want to talk about this morning. It's going to be brief. I know you can already smell the food that's out there. I can smell it too. And so once we start smelling food, there's something that begins to shut off in our brain. And then we say, let's get to the food. So um, we're just going to talk briefly. Um, If you want to turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 11, um, we will get there in just a moment. Um, But there's a thought that's kind of been pinging around in my mind this week. You ever get something that just kind of jumps in there and it won't get out? Um, This is a thought that I was having. Obviously, we're in the Thanksgiving season. Um, And so thinking about gratitude and being thankful and all of that, but I was thinking that there's a difference between grumpy people and grateful people. Would would you agree? There's there's a clear difference between the two. Now, we all know some grumpy people, don't we? Don't point to anybody sitting next to you. 
we, we, know, we know grumpy people. We don't have to search our data bank very hard to find grumpy people, okay? But we also know that we have some people in our life that are just so thankful for everything that they see. Lord, thank you for the air. Thanks for the trees. Thanks for the flowers. Thanks for my flat tire. I don't know how y'all do that, but you do. And, and I thought, you know, I, I, th I think that grumpy people and I think happy people, I think we start in the same place, don't we? Like, we have the same circumstances. Now, obviously, our circumstances are different, but we all have things that we're working through. Some of them are, may, maybe feel heavy for you, and it wouldn't feel as heavy to somebody else, but it, regardless, whatever you're walking through, that feels heavy for you, doesn't it? And so we're all walking through some of the same uh, circumstances, regardless of, of how our stuff compares. None of us wanted to go through the thing that we're, we're going through. And the difference is that I got my stuff and you've got your stuff and all of it feels heavy. And the image that I had in my mind this week, um, and, and I, thought about do, I thought about bringing a wheelbarrow in here, um, but the image that I had is that we, we have this wheelbarrow that's empty and then we just keep throwing all of our problems inside of it. All of the things that we're walking through, all of the stress, all of um, the, the negative stuff that's going on in your life, and we just start throwing that in there. And then before you know it, that wheelbarrow is heavy, and you're pushing it or pulling it or dragging it everywhere that you go. And you don't want to, but you, but you do, and we drag it around. And so the grumpy guy or the grumpy gal, he's still carrying it around. Now, here's the thing about grumpy guy. He looks across the street and he sees Joe Cool, who looks like he's footloose and fancy free and that he doesn't have a care in the world and there's nothing going on in his life. And grumpy guy, when he sees this, he gets mad about it, right? It's like, I don't know why I'm mad, but I'm mad because I look at you and I don't wish any ill will upon you. I promise that I don't, but I just wish that every once in a while you would go through something too, or it looks like you would be going through something too. And then I wouldn't be the only one walking around with all this stuff. Now, don't raise your hand, okay, because we don't want to take a real number, but haven't you thought that before? Like, you, you see that person, you're like, gosh, I, I just don't know about what's going on there. You're like, did you go, go get a job. Like, get off the couch. You look like you're happy because you're not doing anything. Go through some things. Feel the weight that I'm feeling right now. And I, like, we wouldn't say that out loud. That's just stuff that we, we think about. Now, it's not that that person doesn't go through stuff. It's not that they haven't been through stuff. It's not that they're not going through stuff right now. In fact, I, I think the deal is that they just learned not to carry it with them everywhere that they go. You know what I'm saying? Like they just, they don't take the wheelbarrow with them. They, they leave it behind. Or I think what's even more so is they let somebody else carry it. They're not carrying the wheelbarrow at all. Somebody else is carrying it. Let me, let me explain how this works. Um, just imagine with me that you're going through life and we're just kind of trucking along and you got a family and the family starts acting up or the kids start acting up or there's marital strife and you're just like, man, I, I don't know what to do anymore. I feel like I've tried everything and I'm at a different stage of life. I was good with the little kids, but now that they're older and they're teenagers, like they're out of control and I don't know what to do. And you start feeling the pressure of that and so they're acting up and the mortgage is due and you're like, man, I didn't, um, wasn't expecting this to come every month, but it's every month, okay. And then the taxes start going up uh, along with that. And you're like, baby, like we pressed the limit when we got this house. And so now the mortgage keeps rising. What are we gonna do? Where's the money gonna come from? And, and my fence is broken and 
uh, I need to fix it, but I don't have time to fix it, and I don't have the money to fix it. And then add in a little bit of relational struggle and a relational turmoil inside the house and outside of the house, and you start adding all that stuff up together. And before too long, the wheelbarrow is pretty heavy, isn't it? And you don't want to drag it along, but it's coming, and it's heavy, and everything in there is real. It's not make-believe. Like, it's real, and, and it's real to you. It may not feel heavy to somebody else, but for you, it is. And when you've been carrying all that stuff around so long, let's just be honest. We get mad, we get angry, and I think we get a little bit grumpy. We start getting grumpy. And we're, and we're not just grumpy that we've got problems, because we're realists, we're living in the real world, the real world, and we know that we're going to bump into stuff. And you knew that you were going to bump into things from time to time. But what makes us mad, or what maybe makes you mad, is that when you look across the street, it doesn't look like anybody else is dealing with the same stuff that you're dealing with, right? Or maybe it doesn't even look like they're dealing with anything at all. It looks like they don't have a care in their world, and they're footloose and fancy free. They don't have junk in their wheelbarrow. Actually, it doesn't even look like they have one. So, so why is that? I think one person carries it and the other person has learned to let somebody else carry it. I'm gonna tell you what that means in just a second. So if you're looking at Matthew 11, chapter 28, or sorry, Matthew 11, verse 28, we're just gonna dip our toes into this. Jesus, he's been walking with his disciples. He's been talking um, with the crowds and what he's been doing from the Sermon on the Mount up to this point He's been letting people know that he's come to fulfill the law, that the burden and the weight that they've been carrying for so long, he's fulfilling it, and he is going to ultimately fulfill that. So the burden that they've been carrying by the law, which was a God-given good thing, but was beginning to be crushing for them, he's saying, I am beginning to usher in something called the new covenant. I'm bringing in a new covenant of grace. And so what you can do now, instead of packing this bag around or packing this wheelbarrow with you everywhere that you go, you can set it down and you can breathe for a second. And so we was telling the Jewish people and everybody outside of the Jewish community saying, you have the opportunity to breathe. And so what I want you to do is I want everybody to take a deep breath and then let it out. This is what he was telling people. Everything that you've been carrying and has been wearing you out, and has been stressing you out, I have come to fulfill that. And they can trust that now he's doing all the heavy lifting. Now, when Jesus is talking about this, this is applying to salvation, okay? He's saying, come to me, and I will give you rest. But I think here it's going to apply. We can apply it to the lives and the things that we're carrying right now. So watch what he says. He says, for all of you who've been packing around all of your stuff, in verse 28, come to me. All who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. It says, come to me. Your yoke is heavy because you've been carrying so much, but my yoke is light, and I want you to exchange your yoke and take my yoke and I want to give this to you. I want to give you this rest. Does that resonate with anybody this morning? I don't, I don't know if you know what it's like to be yoked in with an ox. But if you have a large ox and a small ox, little ox thinks he's doing a lot of pulling, but he's doing nothing. Big ox is pulling everything. And this is what Jesus is inviting people to. He's saying, little ox, you've got nothing to offer. You can keep trying and trying and trying, 
But the reality is, I'm pulling all the weight, and that's what he's inviting us into, to take his yoke. He's saying, your yoke is heavy, and you try to carry it on your own. But when you hitch it to my wagon, there's no lifting left. There's nothing to be done. He's done it. There's nothing left to carry. Now, here's here's where we're just going to kind of attach this to our lives before we go out and eat. I want to give you a a bit of a Thanksgiving uh, challenge here, okay? And here's the challenge. You ready? Put down the wheelbarrow. Put it down. Put Put it down. Put down the wagon. Let somebody else carry it. Actually, let Jesus carry it. We've, we've all got our stuff, and it can be heavy. And, and, and the reality is, what can happen to us is that we can be, start to become jaded. We can start to become crusty around the heart. And so part of the challenge of putting down the, the wheelbarrow and letting somebody else carry it, um, it is not allowing our hearts to become calloused. Uh, allowing our hearts, no matter what's going on in our lives, to still remain soft, remain soft to other people and soft to the Lord. So don't allow your heart to become crusty towards yourself and don't let it become crusty towards other people. That's the kind of stuff that happens when you try to carry all the burden by yourself. You become jaded. You become distanced. You try to do everything on your own and then you're mad at everybody else because nobody else is dealing with the same thing that you feel like you're, you're, you're dealing with. Let Jesus carry that stuff. Hand it over. And here's what I think happens over time. Grumpy can begin to turn to gratitude. Not that everything is gone. Not that our circumstances necessarily change. But we can become grateful because we're not the one carrying it anymore. Because Jesus himself is carrying it. So would you pray with me? Father, would you give us um, hearts of gratitude and hearts of thanksgiving? Would you give us the ability Um, to let you carry stuff. Gosh, we just want to carry things so much. Father, uh, we think that if we can pull our own weight sometimes that we're doing something. And at the end of the day, um, we end up tired and weary and exhausted and you invite us into your rest. And so we're thankful for Jesus. Thankful that you give us that rest. Thankful for him who gives us the opportunity and gives us the ability to lay down everything so that he can carry it. We love you and we need your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we're going to eat. You guys ready to eat? Okay. Here's what's going to happen. So that door right there is where everybody is going to go in just a second. Don't, nobody get up, okay? And there are people that are sitting in the back of the room and we're going to start with you guys heading out that door. You're going to go through the kitchen. Yes, I got you in mind back there. I got you. Um, And and so uh, those doors are going to open, and then you're going to grab your plates and silverware and all that kind of stuff, and then you're going to head to the the kitchen bar thing that's out there. And there's going to be three different kinds of meat, uh, two different kinds of meat, and there's going to be potatoes. So you can load up your potatoes there and your stuff. And then there's two two table lines where you can put two rows on either side. So grab your food. Move to those four lanes, sit down, hang out, and uh, just talk with one another. Let me pray for the meal, and then we'll go out. Lord Jesus, thank you for the food. Thank you for everybody who's provided it. Thank you for everybody who's decorated for this. And Lord, this is a season of us being able to be thankful, not only for the people in our lives and the community that we have, but for the grace that we have in your son, Jesus. So we are thankful for you. Would you bless the food? We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Have fun and eat.